In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. Thy will be done. Some modern authors tragically see the will of God as the enemy of man, as if God's will imposes upon our human liberty, as if God exerts his authority to the detriment of our desire for happiness. However, Jesus tells us that he came into the world not to do his own will, but rather the will of God his Father. And that likewise, we should follow God's will as a guarantee, a guarantee for our, our good and our happiness. He said, this is the will of my Father who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have life everlasting and I will raise him up in the last day. And again, Jesus tells us, whosoever shall do the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. So God is not a political tyrant who imposes his will on the subjects he dominates. No, but rather, according to Jesus, God is a loving father and his will is food and drink to nourish our human life. The saints tell us that we should imitate the young sunflower, the sunflower which turns toward the rising sun in the east for the light, the warmth, the energy the plant needs to grow, to blossom and to bear fruit. The sunflower must be turned toward the sun. Otherwise, if it is closed in upon itself, it will die and bear no fruit. In today's gospel, Jesus is urging us to be spiritual sunflowers, turn toward the divine sunlight, offering ourselves, opening up ourselves to God's will so that we can have eternal life. Words of the gospel, he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so if we are to do God's will on earth as it is in heaven, just how do we know what God's will is? What does that common expression mean, doing the will of God? Our patron, St. Francis de Sales, can be a helpful guide. And I refer you to his insightful letters of spiritual direction, printed today in such books as Finding God's Will for You and Thy Will Be Done, Letters to Persons in the World. So St. Francis de Sales tells us that God's will is truly one, but so that we can have a better understanding of so luminous a mystery, we can distinguish two forms of the divine will. First of all, the signified will of God. In the commandments, God signifies to us. God reveals to us in clear terms what we must do to be pleasing to him. Jesus tells us, if you love me, keep my commandments. And Jesus gave authority to his church 
to help us to understand how the commandments of God in the gospel apply to situations in the world of today. God wills, according to his signified will, for example, that we always be open to welcome human life from birth through natural death. Thus, abortion and contraception and depriving a sick person of the basics of life, all of that goes against God's signified will. That will which is the moral norm for our actions. In our individual lives, God can also signify His will to us by inspirations, inspirations of grace, thoughts from God which stimulate us to do good and to practice virtue when those opportunities present themselves to us each day. God may be inspiring us to take up a good project, to help a particular person in need. God may be inspiring us to go here or there or to simply stay put in order to accomplish some important purpose. However, even in good matters, we must be careful. We must be careful to discern whether a particular thought is truly an inspiration according to God's signified will for us. Sometimes, even good people can make the mistake of deluding themselves. Deluding themselves to attribute to God's will what is really, in fact, their own self-will. We can think that God is telling us what deep down we really want to hear. And so, it is traditionally recommended that we submit such inspirations to a confessor or to a spiritual director who can often serve by God's grace as instrumental interpreters of what God's will is for us. Not that one priest can tell you everything God wants you to do, no, but he may be able to give you an important clue or to put you on the right track in the right direction. Also, here is where the prudent counsel of a virtuous friend or of your spouse may also be helpful to determine whether this is God's inspiration according to his signified will. So beside the signified will of God, St. Francis de Sales also distinguishes what is called the will of God's good pleasure. We know that God governs all things with wisdom in the providential events which take place around us. As the collect of today's Mass reminds us, cuius providencia in sua disposizione non fallitur. God's providence never fails. But God directs the course of events in history so as to make them work together under his glory and the salvation of humanity. Nothing happens without God's order or God's permission. The God of infinite goodness cannot will or permit anything except for the good of the souls he has created 
Although just what this good is, is not always apparent to our eyes. So God's will is here manifested by providential events to which we must submit. Submission in a spirit of acceptance because they are permitted by God for our greater good and our sanctification. It is our duty and we accomplish God's will when we submit ourselves to God in all the events of life, happy or unhappy, amid public calamities or private misfortunes, whether uh, we are lashed by the hand of nature or gripped by need and suffering, in joys and in sorrows, in the distribution of gifts, both natural and supernatural, in failure and in success, in desolation and in consolation, in sickness and in health. God does not want us to suffer, but when that suffering occurs, when He allows it to happen, He is constantly giving us opportunities of grace. Grace so that we can use that moment in order to become a better person, in order to grow closer to God amid that suffering. So, according to God's will of good pleasure, He is constantly offering it as opportunities for our sanctification. So we must do the signified will of God, but also submit to the will of God's good pleasure. And in a practical way for us, St. Francis de Sales tells us that we do the will of God best when we live up to the duties and the obligations of our vocation in life. So as parents and spouses, or as celibate persons in the world, as young people preparing for adulthood, each one of us has a duty at every present moment. And when we accomplish that duty, then we perform the will of God. And every inspiration is suspect if it is not in conformity with that vocation to that place in life in which God has put us. So by conforming ourselves to God's will for us at every present moment in the duties of everyday life, by submitting to the events that occur each day, we can grow in sanctity. We can be, be cured of our stubborn self-will. We can be purified of our malice. And by doing the will of God the Father, we can better understand the common good, the good of the family, the good of our community, the good of our neighbor. To know our degree of conformity to the will of God, let us see how well we conform in charity to the needs of our neighbor, to the person who comes with us with a need at the most inconvenient time. Let us see therein, at those moments, that God is inviting us to do His holy will. Now, St. Bernard offers us a three-step program, a three-step program by which we can grow in degrees of conformity 
to the will of God. We begin as beginners. Beginners who choose to do the will of God because they don't want to offend Him. Although they are groaning under the weight of the cross, they do their best to endure it with at least some patience and resignation. So that is the first step, and it's already a lot. However, to do God's will more perfectly, we must progress to the second step. We must have a desire for heavenly things. So, as we carry our daily crosses in conformity with the will of God, we, we can carry them with hope for heaven, with a certain joy, knowing that every new suffering presents to us an additional degree of glory in heaven. By doing God's will, we, we receive an eternal reward, and our place in heaven is brought with each new cross a little closer to God. But the third, the third step in that conformity to the will of God we do God's will not only because we want to avoid punishment, not only because we want to have a higher and more perfect place in heaven, but we do God's will because we want to give glory to the God we love. And we want to therefore embrace our cross lovingly because it is a means to prove our love of God. And like the apostles, we can rejoice that we are counted worthy to suffer some, to some degree by doing God's will. We can suffer for the name of Jesus and because that brings glory and pleasure to the heart of God. And so, such is the three-step program to conform to God's will. It doesn't happen overnight. And it's something that will be a challenge to us lifelong. But in moments of weakness, let us turn to Mary, to our Blessed Mother. And she who knows how difficult it can be to accept God's will, she as a good mother can teach us step by step to embrace that will of God, at least with bravery and courage, if we cannot do so cheerfully and joyfully. Many of the saints had so many difficulties in accomplishing God's will, but they, as our elder brothers and sisters in the faith, they can encourage us. Their lives can be inspirational for us, and they can pray for us to help us on that path to doing God's will more perfectly. And so, let us therefore be brave and be courageous, because we are not alone that to do God's will on earth is really about our happiness. God is promising us the happiness of heaven. God's will is given to us not to make our lives miserable, but rather because He loves us, because He wants us to be happy. And as a loving Father, He tells us the reality that we cannot be truly happy in this life on earth, but that He is promising us that if we do the will of God here on earth, we can be perfectly happy in heaven. And so each day let us lift up our eyes to heaven, there 
to God who loves us and by prayer, by patience, let us seek to accomplish that will of God upon earth so that we can be forever happy in the peace and joy of his heavenly kingdom and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.